Welcome to the official podcast of the Irish Association of Speech and Language Therapists, the IASLT in Conversation. Today we are talking to Fiona Guihan, Senior Speech and Language Therapist based in primary care in Meath, who is now working with the adult team, and the 2023 winner of the IASLT Unsung Hero Award. Fiona was nominated because of her unwavering enthusiasm, innovation, and above all, commitment to improving the lives of people with communication and swallowing difficulties with a passion that is hard to find. Today, we're going to talk to, to about Fiona's career to date, and in particular, her involvement with health promotion. So thanks for joining us today, Fiona. Thanks for having me on, Kira. Not at all. Can you tell us maybe about why you think you were nominated for this Unsung Hero Award? Yeah, I suppose I was nominated, uh, as you said, for my health promotion work um, since I graduated in 2015. I've worked in a disability setting, paediatric primary care, language class, and now I work in adult primary care. And throughout that career, I've heard a lot of stories. And I think these stories are kind of important to what I do. Um, For example, I'd say recently a parent of a preschool child told me about her experience of A&E. Her child was referred by his GP. Uh, who wrote on the referral that he was autistic. It wasn't directly relevant to his medical complaint at the time, but it was was written, it was fine. Until a nurse in A&E commented to the parent that he had the good kind of autism. And when questioned about what that meant, she said he has the good kind of autism because he can talk. And I suppose in that moment, his mother had to be an advocate as well as a mother caring for their sick child. And then you have the implied message of what a non-autistic speaking for non-speaking autistic person might, how they might be perceived in that A&E. And that's only one example. Um, I could go on, the man with dysarthria who kept being told to ring back his GP receptionist because she didn't understand him, didn't have time. The teenager who avoided asking for what he actually wanted in the deli because he, he was afraid he'd stammer. And these stories go on. I think most SLTs could share more. And this kind of prompted me to think that there's work to be done outside the clinic. Um, And when you look at the tiered model of service delivery, we look across the universal, the targeted, the specialist tiers, um, where universal is you're working with no specific group, you're working at at a community level. Uh, Targeted is you're working with a specified group and your specialist is your clinic-based direct work with individual or small groups. Um, There's space for all of that work, I believe, in in speech and language therapy. Um, when we look back to the to the social model of disability, where we, we think that disability is a result of society other, rather than impairment, it was first mentioned in HSC policy in 1996. So that tells us that we've been talking about wanting to look to the community since the 90s. And our newly published IESLT scope of practice also advocates for this and Slauncher Care promotes the right care at the right place at the right time. So I suppose... It all points to a need to review our service delivery model. Um, Our resources are very limited, but I suppose I began to think there might be more or a better way to distribute the resources uh, and move towards preventative healthcare model. And I think that the work that I'm doing uh, is is trying to achieve at least a small piece of that. Great, yeah. And what particular projects or outcomes are you proud to have achieved so far? Um, I think one of the the outcomes I'm most proud of is the creation of the Health Promotion Steering Group in Meath, which is a group of three SLTs who meet one day a week. We have a dedicated day a week. Um, We have two paediatric primary care uh, speech and language therapists, Neve Keane and Lindsay McKnight, 
um, and I'm on the adult team. So the three of us meet and coordinate our projects and work together on our projects. Um, we're very lucky in me that we have an SLT manager, Kim Tucker, who's very uh, supportive of questioning our practice of uh, really really looking for the evidence behind what we're doing and is is open to supporting change in practice as well which is very exciting um in fact when i joined the team i think it was december 2016 i joined the team and um, there was health promotion in place and i actually had a number of opportunities for cpd around uh the tiered model and and other um health promotion uh approaches uh throughout my time um and in 2021 i was allocated a day a week on my own and then uh that was a year-long project when we reviewed the outcomes we created the group so that was quite a success it, it places value on the work and really protects our time um our next success is our social media which i've been managing since 2021 it includes our instagram twitter and our uh, facebook and um, we have three key aims for social media it's prevention and support which is uh, to increase awareness and acceptance of communication differences across the lifespan in the community improved accessibility to the service and partnership with the community our messages are open you know cognizant of gdpr i'll respond to messages signpost to people um, and advertise things like drop-in clinics and um, just to make ourselves a little bit more accessible and forward-facing uh, in the community and then to empower the community to support and maximize communication in everyday life. So that would be our practical tips and tricks uh, around uh, specific topics. Um, it also provides us that window into the community, which has led to some really great collaboration with other SLTs and outside agencies. So one example of that, um, which is another thing that we're we're quite proud of, is the Gradham Kianrodha Kumarsada, which directly translates as the Award for Communication Leaders and Pioneers uh, in the community. This is to recognise, it's a monthly award, and it's to recognise individuals or groups in the community who promote acceptance and understanding. Um, and our scoring matrix is heavily weighted to recognise when a project really places the individuals with lived experience the centre and really involves their participation. Um, so since February, since the launch, um, our recipients have been two schools, two primary schools, the local link bus service and a local advocacy group. So we have a nice spectrum there represented, um, which has been which has been really positive and exciting and has also offered an opportunity to some of the SLTs working in clinics to go out and present the certificate, the award and, and experience that sort of nice positivity in their day as well, which is great. And then uh, finally, we had our first ever regional day, our CHO study day. That was only last week. Mm -hmm. And I can't really claim credit for this. It was it was organized by our managers, uh, Kim Tucker. But the idea did come from the collaboration with the SLTs in Sligo, Leitrim, West Cavan, South Donegal. And it really was an example of shared learning, really producing something uh, fantastic. Yeah, sounds great. And what projects are you planning for the future? We have a lot of projects uh, planned in Meath. We talk about notions and there are notions flying every day. So uh, I suppose our biggest project at the moment is Hear Me in collaboration with NUIG and Dr. Claire Carroll. Anybody who graduated from NUIG would probably be familiar with the CAFE communication training um, project that has been rolled out on the NUIG campus and uh, with catering students as well in GMIT. Um, I suppose we are keen to roll out a... A pilot project in the community and um, this has been in the works since 2020 um, but I suppose a key tenet of our project is that um, 
co-trainers, people with lived experience, are an integral part of this programme. They deliver the training alongside the SLTs. And in line with equality legislation, we were very keen to pay our co-trainers a fair wage. So for that, we required funding. And we succeeded in, um, in getting funding only a couple of months ago. So now we have a plan to, to roll on and make that project happen um, over the next few months, hopefully. Uh, we also have a love project in collaboration with our colleagues in the Northwest that I mentioned a few minutes ago and with uh, love themselves. Um, I'll keep a little bit tight-lipped on that because we're, we're working on it, but watch this space. And then we have um, a project. It's really an extension of a project that happened in 2021. Meath County Council installed communication boards in playgrounds, which was positive. But I suppose as speech and language therapists, we were wondering about the practicality and the functionality of placing a communication board at the side of a playground yeah. um, really for whose use. So um, we spotted the window of opportunity there for community education, take the mystery out of AAC. So um, we have funding to produce videos around AAC and using the boards as a learning tool for the community so that perhaps if they come across somebody using a similar AAC board, um, there won't be as much confusion or maybe um, somebody will might have an idea of how to try to, to communicate. Again, removing that barrier in the community for the individual. And then um, I suppose throughout all of this work over the last couple of years, what's really stood out to me is the lack of representation of lived experience in research and I mean this is this is I suppose uh, a lofty ambition but at some point I would really love to to look into that do some research around that um, and perspectives on SLT and expectations in SLT which would be um, brilliant but down the line. That's great and you're also involved with the as you mentioned the Meath speech and language therapy social media groups and you know a lot of us use social media and um, what advice or tips would you have to other groups about using social media? Yeah, social media can be a really great way to reach the community and to spread a message. Um, my, my first tip would probably be to have a clear purpose. This is something we have to revisit constantly. It's easy to get caught up in clicks and what looks nice and what, you know, but um, we come back to our purpose and we have to refocus quite often. I think that's that's probably useful. The HSC actually has some very useful guidelines. And if you're within the HSC as well, the communications department can provide some really good advice and, and uh, guidance as well. Um, collaboration is really important. Um, we collaborate with our colleagues within our own department. Um, we, we have collaboration in the Northwest and with outside agencies as well, which has led to a lot of these projects. Um, I also think community involvement and representation is massively important. We've tried to do this as best we can. We had a, a cover art takeover uh, project at one point where um, children could submit their artwork and be represented just as people, their artwork on our social media weekly, um, which was really positive. Uh, people reported that they enjoyed that and it just kind of got people a little more engaged. Uh, we're always looking for ways to do that. So I, I really would try to to do that uh dedicated time whatever time you think it'll take i think i expect it to take more you can't predict how much work is behind this and um, consistency of posting is massive if you want to build any sort of engagement and if you're a data nerd like me tracking the analytics can inform what your audience is interested in um, and it can help you to provide more of what's useful which is really interesting okay Great, thank you for that. 
And what else do you think we as speech and language therapists could be doing to promote our role and our profession? I think there's an interesting question um, that's, that's very simple, and that is what does an SLT do? I know within our own department, when I ask that question, we get lots of different answers, but often our definition falls back on that medical model impairment based um, that we would have traditionally presented as speech and language therapy. I think there's scope to expand the definition in line with our scope of practice, in line with the social uh, with the social model of disability and in line with the so what Sancha Care sets out to achieve. And I think um, even just reflecting on that, we could we could maybe even make changes um, and we could achieve an awful lot by working with people with lived experience um, you know, with listening and devising services and recognizing the expertise of those with lived experience. I had a, a recent insight, although temporary insight into this um, when I uh, had a head injury, experienced concussion and all of a sudden everyday situations were quite overwhelming, including my own clinic, quite overwhelming and uh, unbearable. And it was something that I I knew in theory, but I couldn't have possibly understood until I experienced it. And I think that really drove home to me the importance of asking and speaking with the people who experience it, because with the best of intentions, sometimes we just don't know. Um, and then I think just if we could pose a challenge to ask the question in an ideal world, what would we do across the universal targeted and specialist tiers in our own practice? There might be something small that you could change in some small way that might make a difference uh, to, to people every day. Great. OK, thanks very much, Fiona. Yes, you I, you also have a, an ulterior lifestyle where you are a, a, a very high level road racer. Can you tell us quickly about that, <laughs> which led to your head? Yeah, injury, it did lead to my head injury, unfortunately. Uh, yes, I am a cyclist and a competitive cyclist and uh, my close friends and family would say I'm an overly competitive individual. Um, and yeah, I've been racing my bike for a long time. It's opened up some some great uh, opportunities to represent my province, uh, my clubs, my my country. I suppose it even offered me an opportunity uh, to travel with the paracycling para squad, which again uh, showed me a window of what it is to travel with um, people, you know, who are physically disabled in some way or rather the environment is disabling uh, for example in in Ireland actually we went on a training camp um, and it was difficult to find a hotel because there was only one accessible uh, room in a lot of hotels but yet we were traveling with a team of paracyclists who needed accessible rooms and um, so that was quite insightful actually um, yeah I'm bringing it back to to social model of disability again but yeah cycling has been great uh, until until you fall and hit your head yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Great to have interests outside of SLT as well, but it gives you insights. Yeah. So thanks really it much. Really, it was great. Very interesting hearing your talk and thanks for taking the time and congratulations again on your award. And I encourage everyone listening to follow at Meath SLT on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter to follow Fiona and her adventures and with her colleagues and to find out a lot more. You can listen back to our other podcasts by following our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook or by searching IASLT in conversation on Spotify.